Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 170. Welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. I hope you all are doing well no matter where you are, no matter what time of day it is, whether this is your 170th episode that you've listened to or if this is your very first one. Welcome. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I hope you had a really good day or you're about to have a really good day. I hope that's the case. Um, And I hope that you've been able to uh, find some time in the last 24 hours to just sit for a minute. You sit without your cell phone, sit without a screen and just listen. Let all the crazy out. You know, I I talk to people all the time. They're like, wait, you just sit out there in your front porch? I said, I really do. I sit out here on the front porch and I listen to the birds and I watch the wind push through the leaves and I just wait and I just listen and all the crazy in my mind. I mean, I'm ADD dyslexic and so I'm a special breed and so I just let the crazy flow and I have to, like this morning, I just had the hardest time kind of slowing down. I was trying to get into my my reading and I just was all over the place and I had to I had to put it down and I just had to sit and go, okay, run its course and just kind of let those thoughts zip left and right and then grab on a couple of those and go, oof, what's that all about? What's going on there? And so if you you haven't done that or if you don't do that, I can't encourage you enough to just allow yourself uh, to slow down a little bit and and to allow that chaos to ensue a bit. It, it, It really will help you find uh, a way forward. So many people feel stuck. And uh, and so I think a part of what I'm encouraging people to do is just you got to slow down. You got to break a routine that you have, which, you know, most people have a routine. Um, you got to break it. And a lot of times we're so busy doing that we have no concept of what it is to be, right? We're doing, 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 and we don't know how to be with the Lord. And so my encouragement to you is slow down, take a breath, go for a walk, be quiet, look around, see all that God is doing and and, and jump in and enjoy it. Um, For those of you who continue to listen, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And for those of you who continue to support on Patreon, really, really grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Our passage for today, a beautiful passage. Um, I love this verse. Uh, first, first Corinthians one twenty five. And by the way, <clears throat> all of, all of First Corinthians is fantastic. Chapter one is just really great. And so, First Corinthians one twenty five is it says this: For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Um, I resonate so deeply with this passage. Um, uh, I, I have always felt like I didn't quite belong, like I didn't fit in. And, 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 um, you know, when we, I, I started the, uh, initially I started the, or, this organization Phoenix one, and then this was 10 years ago. And then, um, and then Cooper got sick with cancer and, and it was really difficult, really, really hard. And so I'm launch, you know, I'm running this nonprofit for the first time. 
you know, I'm, I'm doing all this crazy stuff. And then, you know, um, Cooper gets sick and I didn't miss an appointment there. And about halfway through his treatment, Patty and I start feeling like God's inviting us to adopt. Uh, what was happening in the valley at the time was they were having massive spikes of kids that needed homes. And so we had <clears throat> kind of done some respite work, which is kind of like, um, it's a bit like babysitting uh, in some ways. You know, people who are fostering kids, they drop them off so they can have a little breather. And so we were doing a bit of that, you know, while taking Cooper to the hospital and things like that. But through that whole process, man, I remember walking out of a Sunday service, my wife and I did. <clears throat> and I remember the conversation on the way home. And it w I, I think it was something like her saying, like, I really feel like we should do this. And I'm like, I do, too. And, and, and we did that with that. That felt crazy. Right? Like, listen, we have a kid in the back seat who is literally going through chemotherapy. He's, he, he's sick, and it's like, what are we thinking? But we felt so strongly that that's something that God wanted us to do. But here's the thing. We didn't tell, really tell anybody that we're doing that because we knew it was crazy. And we just didn't want to deal with all the questions when people ask, well, why would you do that? And doesn't that seem unfair to your other two kids? And, and, and so on and so forth. So we just decided we're going to take the classes and our hands are going to be open. We're going to say, God, if you want to do this, then you do this. So God's timing is so beautiful because uh, we went through the process and we ended up uh, uh, first uh, just fostering Mika for just a small period of time. And then adopting her at the time that we were going through that process, I didn't have a job. I had just shut down Phoenix One. I was in transition of finding whatever's next. So, and uh, and I have still have a child who's going through cancer, going through chemotherapy, going through lumbar punctures and sickness and lefts and right and you know chaotic and crazy. And yet we felt like this is what God wanted for us to do and and he's continued to prove himself faithful and now we have this beautiful 10 year old daughter and we have a son who's cancer free but i felt crazy and a passage like this it brings me so much comfort right it gives me so much comfort Th these types of passages give me permission to be and feel a, a different in, in, a, in a bit out of the ordinary in fact out of the ordinary is God's ordinary. Think about it. Think about this. This is so interesting to me. The way God decided to redeem all mankind and reconcile them back to himself was to send his son Jesus to a poor virgin woman from a poor village in Israel, right? This Messiah lived a normal life. A normal Jewish life, a Jewish normal Jewish job as a carpenter in a normal Jewish family. Nothing out of the ordinary, extraordinary, um, nothing, you know, crazy, right? It was just nothing out of the ordinary, which is God's ordinary. Then after 33 years, right, he announces to the world. By the way, I've always found it interesting why Jesus waited 33 years, right? Didn't, weren't you in a hurry? Like, you should have been in a hurry, like, there's so much to do. There's so many people that need to know you. And, you know, he's 33 years before he renounces to the world that he was the Messiah. And then he picks 12 vagabonds. He picks, tw he, 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 he picks 12 vagabonds, not the religious elite. He picks 12 vagabonds to invest in. And instead of spending all his time in the temple, he spent most of his time in the villages reaching out to the hopeless 
and abandoned. God loved them. He touched them. He healed them. He wept. He was known as a glutton and a drunk, a friend of sinners. That's what God chose to do, right? And this Jesus rejected the conqueror's horse as he rode into Jerusalem and instead chose a humble donkey. He took the feet of his creation into his hands and he washed them. And they all denied him, right? And so did all the people. And instead of rejecting them, he rescued them. Instead of winning through a war and through destruction and devastation, he humbly laid down his life. Jesus died. How beautiful are the ways of God and how they run against human logic. You know, Jesus preaches to the people and he would preach this to you and me. Lay down your life and you will keep it. But keep your life and you will lose it. This is running against everything that we as humans believe is wise. And it's because God's out of the ordinary is the ordinary. And as you look over the span of world religions, what I, I think is so interesting is as you look at all the other world religions, right? Um, there's no God in other, other, any other world religion that lays down his life for his followers. And that makes sense, right, from our God. It makes sense because the foolishness of God is wiser and stronger than anything else. And he invites us into this paradoxical party. I just think of it as this paradoxical party that he invites us into. But again and again, we reject it. But why? Why? If all, as we read this story, as we look at the span of the narrative of Scripture, why is it that we continue to resist this? Because we think we know better. Because we're so tethered to earth. Because we keep chasing the logical human-directed path like a dog running after his tail. We keep going round and round and round and round thinking that we are accomplishing something when in reality we're just making ourselves sick and everyone else around us sick. This is what's called the human condition. But Jesus offers us another way. And it runs against human logic and human wisdom. Receive the free gift of grace. Now you can't earn it. No one can. And it will bring you life and life to the full. And it is out of the ordinary. Which is why it's ordinary. Because it's how God does things. And it's why I love that passage in Ecclesiastes 7 so much. Watch the way that God works. And fall in line. Don't fight the ways of God. For who can make straight 
what God has made crooked. And if you think you have God figured out, you are missing out on the adventure that he has for you. Jump into the waters of his foolishness and you will be wise. And that's why I love this passage. It runs against everything that we hold dear as flesh and blood humans tethered to this earth. We think it's about strength. We think it's about power. We think it's about position, right? We look to Hollywood and we think that's something to aspire to in some ways. We look to affluence and think if I just had more money, then I'd be better, right? We look down upon the poor because that's weak. And what Jesus is inviting us into and what Paul is inviting us into and what Paul is inviting this church into is there's a way in which God sees the world that feels foolish. But it's right because it's God's way. There's a way in which that God does things and the way that God operates that looks like weakness when in reality it's strength. Because God's foolishness is the beginning of our growing into wisdom. And for so many people, they're resisting this. And they're choosing their own logic, their own ways, their own 401ks, their own plans, their own propositions, right? Their own positions, this utilitarian ladder, this gerbil in a wheel that goes round and round and round and we're pretending that we're going somewhere when in reality he's like get off the wheel and jump into the river of the adventure that I want to take you on I know it will feel foolish but you're going to find me there and you're going to find life there so how are you trying to make God logical I really would love to invite you to really wrestle through that. How are you trying to make God logical? Father God, we struggle. We struggle. We struggle with our humanity. We struggle to comprehend the way you do things. But you are God, and we are not, and we are learning to submit to your plan for your glory. So, take a breath. Reflect. And believe that the God of the universe near to you in your own heart. Until next time.